when I was praying um, and seeking the Lord as to what He wanted to tell us this year, what He wanted to put as a banner over our church, He made it very clear. Um, In Exodus 33, we read an account of a conversation that Moses had with God. And this came after the people had been delivered miraculously from captivity in Egypt by the hand of the Lord. They went to Mount Sinai to worship God. And God came down in all his glory. Thunder, lightning. The, the Israelites heard the audible voice of God, right? They all heard it. They freaked out. And they said, Moses, you go. You go up. The Lord wants to be with us, but we are freaked out by him. So you go up. You get us rules to follow. And we'll stay right down here. So Moses goes up the mountain and meets with God, right? The Israelites get impatient, waiting for him. And so what do they do? They make him, they collect all the gold and they get Aaron to make an idol. This just blows my mind. They've just heard God and seen him descend on a mountain. And then, anyway, I'm just like, okay. Then they make a gold calf, right? And then they bow down and worship this thing. And so Moses is talking to the Lord and and the Lord said to Moses, go down because those people that you brought out of Egypt, they're they're doing stupid stuff, right? So Moses goes down. He's cranky. The Lord's angry. They've made an idol, right? And in the first part of Exodus 33, the Lord actually... He he talks to Moses and he's like, I'm not actually going to go with you, those people. He didn't even call them his people. They were like, those people, your people. I'm not going to go with them. I'll send an angel. Right? But I won't go with you. That's pretty intense, isn't it? The Lord's just been meeting with the Lord face to face. And then the Lord's like, I'm not going to go with you. I will send an angel. I will drive out the people of the land where I told you you could go, but I'm not going with you. We're going to pick up the story in verse 7. It says, Now Moses used to take the tent and pitch it at a distance outside the camp. He called it the tent of meeting. And anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. Then, whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people would stand at the entrance to their own tents and watch Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would come down and remain at the entrance. And the Lord would speak with Moses. And all, when all the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they would stand up and worship, each one at the entrance to his own tent. 
Well, this is incredible. So we've got the first part of the conversation with with Moses and the Lord, where, the, where Moses is like, the Lord says to Moses, I'm not going with you. Send an angel, you're going to take these people. And then we have this little like glimpse into how Moses interacts with the Lord, right? Goes into the tent. And he meets with the Lord. And the Lord, the tangible, manifest presence of the Lord comes down and rests upon the tent. And when the whole assembly see it, they like stand at their tents. And what's their response? Worship. Like imagine me saying to my kids, hey, Tom's meeting with the Lord right now. Come, let's worship the Lord. There he is, he's descending. Like, they may have done some stupid stuff, but they're doing this. They're stopping everything. They've got a reverence for the fear of, for their presence, right? You know, it paints a picture of what's available for, he- for us here and now. We don't have to go into a special tent. We can speak to the Lord at any time from anywhere. But it's particularly special when you go into your room and close the door and pray to God who is unseen, right? Verse 11 says, Thus the Lord would speak to Moses face to face as a man speaks to his friend. It's good out, hey. Then Moses would return to the camp, but his young assistant Joshua, son of Nun, would not leave the tent. You know what? Friendship with God is available, but not everyone is his friend. I'm going to say that again. Friendship with God is available through the sacrifice of Jesus, but not everyone is his friend. God saved the Israelites from slavery with mighty signs and wonders. Over and over again, he provided for them and pursued relationship with them. They didn't want friendship. They rejected him. Not Moses, though. Moses drew near. Friendship with God is for the ones who choose to draw near. Verse 12. Moses said to the Lord, See, you say to me, bring out this people. But you have not let me know whom you will send with me. He's like, I'm not happy with an angel, God. That's his way of saying, I actually don't want an angel. An angel is pretty amazing. Imagine if God was like, I'm going to send an angel with you to school, Tom. Yet you have said, now he's reminding the Lord what, what the Lord has said to him. Yet you have said, I know you by name. And you have also found favour in my sight. Now, therefore, if I have found favour in your sight, please show me your ways that I may know you in order to find favour in your sight. Consider, too, this nation is your people. Moses is reminding the Lord, this isn't my people, these are your people. You said it. This is Moses being like, you said, these are your people. You said, you said, you know me by 
Remind the Lord what he said over you. Verse 14, this is the Lord's response. And the Lord said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And Moses said to him, if your presence will not go with me, do not bring us up from here. For how shall it be known that I have found favour in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us so that we are distinct I and your people from every other people on the face of the earth. I feel like the Lord is saying to our church family that he would like us to step into that heart that Moses had. That said, if your presence doesn't go with me, then I'm not going. He's calling us all to be people of his presence. He's calling us as a church to be people of his presence. Okay, if we don't have the presence of the Lord, we're wasting our time. If all the things that we do are not saturated with his presence, we're wasting our time. I don't want to do kids ministry if the Lord's not going to be there, showing up, rocking their worlds, right? I don't want to do church if the Lord's not here, right? Why would, like, why would we want to do that? It just turns into dry religion. I don't want to be giving up nights to disciple people if the Spirit of God isn't in the room and working in hearts, right? If the presence of the Lord isn't there, I'm not going. Will you be those people? That's what I feel like the Lord's asking us as a church community. Will you be people that will be like, God, I need your presence and I need it above everything else in my life. I'm seeking friendship with you. I'll go into the tent with you. He's, Laura said, he's like searching the earth, looking for those hearts that are fully his. Is there anyone? He's like, is there anyone? Is there anyone who will give their heart fully to me? Who will be people of my presence? We as a family are called to learn to seek his presence, not for what he can do, but for who he is. And we're called to learn how to steward his presence. Because you know what? He'll come like a mighty rushing wind, but he leaves quietly. And then all of a sudden you're like, God, where did you go? Right? We have the Spirit of God that always is in us. Like he says in his word, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. And we have access to him. But there's also a tangible, weighty presence of God that we have access to. Will we be people that will seek him out? You know, sometimes on a Sunday, Sundays are awful days for me sometimes. Depending on, depending on 
say, sometimes there's like a real war in the spirit before I get to church. And today was one of those days. It was a shocker. Right? And there was, there was a moment where I was just like, I had had time with the Lord. Like when I first got up and I was like, oh, you're amazing. Friendship with God, yes. And then, I, then, I, then the day begins. And it's like, whoa. Okay. Right? There was a moment where I was like, guys, to my kids, we need to pray. We just need to stop and we need to pray right now. And I went in there. I was, I was ready to be like, shabba, 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 like, pray in the spirit, bind, separate, like, go with my guns blazing, right? I was ready. But I, I just stopped for a minute. And I acknowledged his presence. And then I had no words. I'm sure my kids were like, is she going to say something? <laughs> What's she doing? Because then I'm choking up because his presence is in the room, right? Because whenever his presence comes, I'm a man, I'm tears. He's so wonderful, he's so beautiful. His manifest presence is so lovely. It didn't, like, make any of the problems go away, but man, I got doused in, in his presence and then I had a perspective on what to pray and how to pray. And then I could get my spiritual sword out and shabba, shabba, shabba. Right. Right. Amen. And on we went with the day. You know, what attracts the presence of the Lord? This is not an extensive list. I don't have scriptures, but th- these things are found in scripture. These attributes are found in people who walk in the presence of the Lord, right? Humility, surrender, unity, obedience, the fear of the Lord, thanksgiving, worship, union and friendship with God. Can I say them again? Yeah. Humility, surrender, unity, obedience, the fear of the Lord, thanksgiving, worship, union and friendship with Him. What are some things that cause the presence of the Lord to lift? Sin, all the opposite of those things. Pride. Pride's a big one. Becoming familiar with the Lord. Disobedience. Disunity. Oh man, you want to see the Lord leave a church real quick? Bit of discord. He's out. It doesn't mean that we can't talk things through and have differences of opinion. Unity is not meaning that we are all exactly the same carbon copies, right? Unity is worth fighting for, guys. Complaining. Complaining. Just read through Exodus. Idolatry. 
Anything that's more important than the Lord, He will be number one. You know, as a church, He needs to be the one thing. My prayer is that everything that we do this year will be saturated with His presence. That first and foremost, like us as individuals, would hold that as a priority in our lives. We go after the Lord with all of our hearts, all of our soul, all of our minds, all of our strength. That we get together with the Lord and just be like, if you're not with me, how will the people know? How am I any different from anyone else unless you're with me? We're not. Right? Should we pray? Amen. That's it. People of His presence. Everything that we do needs to flow from that.
And then they will go from glory to glory and strength to strength, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. We bless you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.